everyone. My name is Michelle, and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Valerie is back, and we're talking about the movie He's Just Not That Into You. Hi, Val. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. Are you are you pumped to talk about this movie? I am pumped. I feel like there's so many timelines to dissect and people and characters, so I'm excited. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. Okay, so a few things about this movie. It was released in February of 2009. It's directed by Ken Quapis, written by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein, based on a book written by Greg Berent. It stars Jennifer Goodwin, Justin Long, Jennifer Aniston, Ben Affleck, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Connelly, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson, and a few other people. What a cast. Such a cast. The IMDb.com summary is, this Baltimore-set movie of interconnecting story arcs deals with the challenges of reading or misreading human behavior. The IMDb rating is a 6.4. It got a box office gross of around $178 million. Um, okay, Val, let's dive in. What are you <laughs> rating this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? This sounds harsh, but I give it a 5 out of 10. <laughs> You were so confident in your five. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> it sounds awful, but I feel like it's a solid. Mo- it's one of those movies you like put on in the background, mm-hmm. or if it's on, I'll tune in and I'll like I'll I'll watch it. But it's not something I'll seek out. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. I agree with your assessment there. I'm kind of with you. I'm giving this movie a six. Mm-hmm. I think it's rewatchable in the sense that it's easy to kind of, as you said, have in the background. Like, you don't have to pay attention to it. Yeah. But uh, tell me, what is your relationship with this movie? I don't know if I would have... I can say that I have a relationship with it, per se. It reminds me of similar movies where it has many different timelines and all the different parties intersecting or they're related Mm -hmm. somehow. But, yeah, again, like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just something I would like putting on in the background and it's like it's it's entertaining that's all yeah you know I as you said I I don't seek this you said that you don't seek this movie out same here Mm -hmm. I don't think I had watched this movie in a long time from beginning to end exactly so after kind of sitting with this movie after rewatching it I honestly am kind of like not really sure how to feel because I feel like I should like this movie more Mm -hmm. but after processing it, you know, I'm a different phase in my life now. This movie came out 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw this in theaters. I must have. Like, this is like, like this is my kind of movie. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm pretty sure I made an event out of it. But yeah, it just kind of reminded me of, it, it seemed to me like a parallel of Love Actually, which is, you know, a British ensemble. This mm-hmm. to me was kind of like, oh, this is the first American ensemble rom-com. And like a lot of different similar movies came out after this, like Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, yeah, 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 New Year's Eve, Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man 2. Like, just let's cram every famous person that we know into like one movie. Yeah. And I don't think there's been one of these movies out for a long time. Uh, probably because they're not that good, you know, like they're fun to watch, but like they're not good movies, you know? I agree. I agree. And how can you be like, in my mind, the epitome of that like little genre of this like category mm-hmm. is love actually. And how can you beat any like that's classic? Like, how can you do yeah. something that compares with that? Yeah, I I just had this thought, like the reason why I think they did make these movies for a period of time. It's just like, it must have paid really well for these actors, I, I think. Guess. Yeah, I don't, or they thought this would like make it huge. I don't know. Yeah, you know, like you're going to get a tons of eye- eyeballs on this movie. Right. Your payday is probably, I don't know, if you're like a Jennifer Aniston, you're probably getting at least like $10 million for maybe like two weeks worth of work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making these numbers up. Yeah. But. Yeah, if I were an A-lister presented with this job opportunity, I'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. As you say, there's a lot of different stories here. So the the flow of this conversation will probably be a little bit different than previous episodes we've recorded. But let's start with what are some things you like about this movie? What are some things that I like? I think it's hilarious how they'll do the cuts to the like normal or the like everyday quote unquote real people conversations those actors yes. and actresses and I like that they're all around the world in different languages different people like I do appreciate that 
but I love that they are the the quote unquote normal everyday conversations around people that are like, yeah, yeah, like that happened to me too. Or like, <laughs> I'm thinking back to that girl also that's like, why was caller ID invented? Like, yeah, I should have the right to call somebody in 15 minute intervals. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Like those are so funny. And it's, it's a, it's a funny, cute way to just break up the plot a little bit. Agree. I love those scenes. I actually think these little clips might be my favorite parts of this movie <laughs> just because those are like the only moments I legitimately like laughed out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It was just really fun because you as like the, the watcher of this movie, seemingly an average person sitting on your couch, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been there. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You can mm-hmm. relate because who hasn't kind of gone through these questions of does he like me? Does he not like me? Yes. And I love that it's woman all around the world speaking in different languages and different settings. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not just you. This is happening to like every woman around the world. Yes. I did like that. Yeah. So this, I don't know if this might be a polarizing opinion. You tell me what you think. I'd be interested to hear. I actually think the like message of this movie holds up all these years later. Mm. Like if someone's not calling you or not making an effort to see you, or obviously if he's sleeping with somebody else, like he's just not that into you. Like move on, (laughs) find somebody else who will treat you with respect and treat you like you deserve to be treated. Yeah. So I, I think that message on like its own has held up over time and it's aged well, but The other thing, like this movie mentions, is Bradley Cooper's character was given an ultimatum, right, Mm -hmm. by his wife to, like, Mm -hmm. they were college sweethearts, and she said, let's get married or we break up, and I think it was from this movie that I was like, ultimatums just don't work. Like, that's (laughs) not human nature. Like, if he's questioning, if he wants to marry you, then, like, no, that is a red flag. Like, get out. If he, That's kind of what I took away from this movie as a young, dating, formative, you know, time in my life. Yeah, I agree on both those fronts. And on the first one about the message, I liked the ending. I guess it was overall a happy ending, but I like that every timeline, every couple had their own conclusion. Some mm-hmm. stayed together, some got together, some fell apart. But I like the message that's like, some are meant to be, some are not meant to be, and then some are just, you're just meant to like move forward. Like, mm. um, uh, shoot, what's her name? Janine's character. Like, I love, well, I love Jennifer Connelly, but I love her character in the movie mm. and her ending. It was, it, like, painful that she had to go through that, but I I really liked how she came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I wrote that down as well in terms of everyone kind of finds their own ending. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you don't end up with that one person doesn't mm-hmm. mean that life's over. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, you do move on. Yep, yep. Anything else for you? Or shall we just move along to things we don't like about this movie? We can move along. I do have many favorite scenes and quotes, but we can save that for later or now. Up to you. Let's, let's save it for later. Okay. I obviously can't stand Ben, the character. <laughs> like Ben Bradley Cooper's character. Yeah. Hate yes. him. He's mm-hmm. a dirtbag and just makes me, like feel icky like i do not like him Mm -hmm. i am tempted to not say the same about uh scarlett johansson's character yes anna Mm -hmm. i just i more feel bad for her i feel like she is confused about who she Mm. is as a person and she kind of like strings connor along uh, not strings him along but like i think she's just confused about her identity and what she wants so i don't not like her per se i just feel I'd more feel bad for her. Wow, that's that's a very um, generous of you. I think I'm, <laughs> I kind of came at Anna's. Uh, we could also just call them by the celebrity name if that's easier. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I want to save a lot of this stuff for later, but interesting, interesting take. I will bring this up later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't. Mm, I didn't really dislike anything in the movie in terms of like plot or elements Mm, got it i mentioned while like this message to me holds up of he's just not that into you this might be too nitpicky but i actually don't think this movie does that great a job in 
portraying women to be kind of in charge of their narrative. I think that there are some storylines like Jennifer Aniston's character. She's like, if you don't mm-hmm. want to marry me, then mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. stop being nice. Like she puts her foot down. She says what she wants. Yeah. And they break up. Yeah. I think aside from her storyline, there's not a lot of women being in charge. Huh. That's a good wait. Tell me more. Cause I think I disagree. Well, so he's just not that into you. I think it's like, this movie paints women to be kind of neurotic. And maybe I'm just thinking of like Gigi's character, Jennifer Mm -hmm. Goodwin's character. She's just very neurotic about like being obsessive. And while I know that that is true for a lot of women out there, and that is like what actually happens, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of growth from that. I think I need to sit with this a little bit more. This is why, like, I, I don't know. I, this movie has kind of confused me in terms of how to process this because Fair. I think a lot of it is true, but I don't think that they dived deep enough to kind of explore why, if that makes sense. That there's just so much happen. There's so many people in this movie. There's no way they're going to touch on like true these these stories a in a happening. deep way. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it could have been done better. But I don't know how. Like, I feel it's kind of cheap in a way of sharing how women take charge of how he, how to react when he's just not that into you. I see what you're saying. A lot of the plot for all, for all of the different couples are for, like, shock value, for, like, comedic value. But yeah, like you said, there's just, like, so much going on that it's hard to go into each one. Yeah. There was literally a moment in this movie where I was like, oh my gosh, it's all white people in this movie. <laughs> It this was is also true. Exactly. It was the moment when Drew Barrymore's character goes into work and she yeah. works at like a gay newspaper <laughs> and all the gay men are men of color. And I was this like, so true. let's just put all the queer people and the people of color in this one category. Exactly. That's where they belong. You know, it's like, and I was there. just like, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> the entire main cast is just white. No, I love that you pick that out in all the movies that you dissect because it's not it's I feel like I pay attention to that more when it comes mm. to some movies than others and mm. I th- agree like this is completely white cast. I feel like a lot of movies in this era or like this time similar and mm. it's only recently that they've done a, a better job of making it more diverse but it doesn't like it, it doesn't even like cross my mind. I don't think it takes away from the movie at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I also think it's just like, we are so used to seeing this. I think yeah. now with having a 2020 lens, True. movies today, like rom-coms today are being super intentional with portraying a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of go back in time, again, this movie's 13 years old, which is a long time, but at the same time, it doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah. Because I remember where I was in my life when this movie came out, mm-hmm. which is, you know, maybe that just speaks to how old I am. But it was just very much the norm, and no one questioned it up until, yeah. like, maybe five years ago. It's a good point to think, like, to zoom out and think about the timeline and how different it w- it was just not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scary how fast things can happen Mm -hmm. and that's great but however like when you're forced to kind of sit with these movies that are like not even 20 years old you're like wow Mm -hmm. a lot has a lot has changed yeah yeah um for me one of the things I didn't like was just the soundtrack I don't know if you noticed any notable songs but for me I was like this is kind of a bland soundtrack the only moment that had like a needle drop was the end when Dustin Long and Jennifer Goodwin's character kiss they reconcile. agree. Yes. And it's Keen, Somewhere mm-hmm. Only We Know, which is like the only song I recognize or actually paid attention to. Mm-hmm. But I looked at the Spotify playlist for this movie and there's actually like pretty big names. There's Maroon 5, R.E.M., The Cure, Corinne Bailey Ray. I somehow just missed all their songs watching the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have the same experience? Now that you said Maroon 5, I, I vaguely remember that song coming on. I can't remember if it was when... Justin Long was hosting that party. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember oh, that, right. but but I agree. Like overall, nothing jumped out to me besides the scene with Justin Long coming to Jennifer's apartment. Mm-hmm. I love that song, and I think it fits very well with that scene because it's like so over the top, yeah, and romantic and dramatic. Yes, um, but yeah, I agree. Other than that, like, would not have remembered, realized that there mm-hmm. were all those other big names. 
Yeah, missed opportunities. I'm always like the reason I I talk about or I enjoy talking about music in in terms of like the context of these movies is that growing up and watching a lot of rom coms, it was the first time I would hear a song, and then that song became kind of formative.、Mm. So for me, like for example, let me think. I don't know. Mm, okay, I can't think of anything right I, now. Like the thing, the first thing that I think of is like "Sister of the Traveling Pants."、Mm. Like the songs there, I feel like were iconic, and I'll listen to them now and still always think back to that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I again, I'm sorry, I don't have an example, but maybe you can understand what I'm saying. But yeah,、mm-hmm. when you watch a movie at a young age, it's a rom com, and you're like, oh, this is the first time I've heard this song, and then、yeah. it just kind of it defines your experience with this movie. And for me, there's just nothing here, which、I、is fine. Agree. I agree, but it's also interesting to think about how music has changed over the years too,、mm. like and how we you know interact and discover music. Yeah, music is its whole other world. But I think every time I see a movie and I'm like, oh, there's nothing really exciting about this in terms of the music. I, I feel like it's always a missed opportunity. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's dive into these couples. Yes. Okay. So what I would love to do with you here is we'll we'll talk about each pairing. And、okay. I'm going to ask you if you think that they have chemistry.、Mm. Um, we can talk about, you know, our general thoughts on their relationship. We'll see how the conversation goes, and if it's not obvious, let's rank our <laughs> favorite couples、okay. to the least favorite couples. I think there may be an obvious ranking to this, so、okay. we'll see how this goes. Okay. Okay. Because the movie starts with Jennifer Goodwin as Gigi、mm-hmm. and、mm-hmm. Justin Long as Alex, let's start with these two. Okay. Do you think that these two have chemistry as a couple? I think they do have chemistry, and it took both of them a while to realize it. I mean, it took Justin Long obviously a while to realize、mm-hmm. that he did. And it was funny rewatching it, like you said, like rewatching from beginning to end, knowing that they would end up in the end, but rewatching and being like, "Oh yeah, he he was taking her calls in the middle of dates, taking her calls like in the middle of his work day,、mm-hmm. taking time to talk to her, like." Yeah, that's、uh, you wouldn't do that for just any girl or someone you just didn't want to talk to. Like that seems like he's interested. He wants to hear from her. He wants to talk to her. Yeah. So yeah, I think they have chemistry. I think so too. I think that there's something about Gigi's like cluelessness. He even calls her like a puppy dog. Like mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. just. She's just so clueless and awkward, but she's also vulnerable.、Yeah. I think that's why we, as an audience, like she's these are like the main characters to me in this movie. They get the most screen time, I think, or at least Gigi does. Uh huh. We're just rooting for her from the beginning. True. True. Yeah. And like I said, I think she embodies a lot of women. Like we've all kind of been there, waiting for someone's call. Oh, totally. Like, compulsively checking the phone for messages. Like, yeah. It's, oof, that is like not a fun. Phase to be in in a relationship. Uh、uh-uh. uh, I know there are parts of her character that were annoying, like cringeworthy. Oh my gosh, so cringeworthy! <laughs> and like you just want to like scream to this girl and be like, "Girl, stop!" But、yeah. then it's like, "Oh, I've totally done that, either、mm-hmm. out loud or in my head, you know, or like in public、mm-hmm. or in private." So I feel for her. I know where she's coming from. <laughs> yeah, same. And like Alex. He's also kind of lovable in his own way. I think Justin Long. I'll be honest; I haven't seen a lot of stuff from either Jennifer Goodwin or Justin Long,、mm-hmm. um, so I kind of identify them both from as people from this movie. I thought that their dynamic was fun because he's just so blunt with her, and she's obviously like, "What、yeah. do I do with this information?" Yeah, yeah. And it kind of he reminded me of like my guy friends back in the day. <laughs> Just like kind of talking to me as if I was a dude, like not really being sensitive <laughs> to my feelings. It's like, oh, okay, I guess this is just our dynamic. But I also do like that they're friends and then kind of find these romantic、mm-hmm. feelings for each other. That's that's personally the kind of love stories I like. Is like we're friends first, and then it kind of the relationship changes and things happen, and then you're like, oh, I realize I like this person, and that's a whole other wave of emotions. But I always like those kinds of stories. I agree, but. Since you mentioned the about your like guy friends, it made me wonder also that blonde girl who stayed after and they were playing video games、mm. after their party. I thought it was interesting that they picked a tall, beautiful woman、mm-hmm. to to be this like just other character, other friend of his. But they made her very broy. Like yeah, it was very clear that there were there was no romantic attraction on either side. I thought that was like very well. Strategically picked and, and laid out, 
But then mm. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, do, do my guys friends see me that way? Like, am I the one to just come over, play video games, and then dip and be like, cool, see ya next time. See ya, time. bro. See ya, bro. Right. <laughs> and just have, like, exactly, just see him as another guy. Yeah. I mean... Very possible. It's very possible. I, I, like, was immediately thrown back into, like, specific moments, like, in college and post-college where I was just hanging out with my guy friends and we just kind of shoot the shit. <laughs> he would talk about his relationships. I would talk about my relationships and, like, cross-analyze. Yeah. Yes. But I do think, like, these pep talks from the opposite of sex, I do think that they're very helpful, especially when you're young and you have zero idea how, like, what boys what goes on in their minds. A hundred percent. Oh, totally. I kind of saw that dynamic again from my my youth. I totally agree. It, it reminds me of, a, I was actually out with one of my good guy friends from college. We were out in the city and I remember that we were, I don't even remember like how we got on this topic, but it got to the point where we were like picking I was, like, picking girls out in the bar for him, and he was picking mm. guys out for me. We had, like, just come from the gym, so we were not doing – we were not acting upon it, but we were sure. talking about it. And I remember hearing his reasoning behind the guys he was picking for me, and I just remember this one thing that he said that – it cracks me up just thinking about it, and it'll all, always stick with me. Because mm -hmm. I remember asking him, like, oh, why that guy? Why that guy? He's like, no, you can tell that that's – He's like the number one in the friend group. You don't want number one because he's the show-offy type. He's probably the douchebag. Mm. Like, he's the attention grabber. You want number two or number three. They're supportive and it, like, knows when to listen, knows when to talk. Like, that person is going to be the one who's actually interested in you. I'm like, this is fascinating that huh. you think about this, but also we need to do this more often because this is, like, invaluable feedback. That's so fascinating. <laughs> right? I've never, th well, I've never looked at a group of guys and be like, that's number one, that's number two, that's yeah, number three. Same. I've always kind of thought of them same. as equal. But he does seem like the character Alex in, in that moment where they're at the bar True. and like yes. the, the blind date setup doesn't happen and he's just kind of reading people mm -hmm. uh, like, oh, mm -hmm. this is a douche who like, Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like who of you guys had this insight? Yes. <laughs> While we're at it, I have a, I also have an anecdote I'd love to share with you. Yes. Is that this movie, I think, helped me realize that if a guy likes you, he will not move mountains to see you, but he will make an effort to see you. Mm -hmm. My example is um, I had double booked myself. This was like one of the first few dates I had with Frank. He asked me out and then I also had dinner plans with a girlfriend mm -hmm. on the same night. And I was going on vacation like the next day or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to lose this momentum I have with Frank or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But also like I had set this dinner date with a girlfriend for like a while. And so I asked a friend for his thoughts and it was a dude. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't want to cancel on my friend, but I also like really want to see Frank. Mm -hmm. He's like, whatever you do, don't cancel on your friend. A, because... You'd be a really shitty friend if you canceled on your friend for a dude. Like, right. don't be that person. And I was like, <laughs> right. that is such a good point. That yes. would be that would make me a really bad girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he's like, if he really wants to see you, like he'll wait. He would yes, he can wait, but also yeah. like, even if you just want to get a cup of coffee after dinner. True. He if he wants to see you, he'll say yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, why can't I just split it up? So mm -hmm. I had dinner with my girlfriend mm -hmm. and then I met up with Frank for dessert. Perfect. So my friend, my guy friend, I was like, this is such invaluable advice also. Like, mm -hmm. to all my listener friends out there, like, yeah, don't bail on your girlfriends because okay. stick with your sisters. Yes. And then, yeah, if a guy wants to see you, even if it's just for like an hour, he'll make it happen. Totally agree. I know. I love I love that story. And then I love Justin Long's story also about he called like however many mm. Laurens or whatever just to get to the right one. Like, yeah, if guys are interested, you'll know. Yeah, you'll know. I mean, like, we're, we're I, I feel like I have to caveat, we're speaking very broad terms, like people I don't know. come at me. I but I, I do think that there's a lot of truth to that. Mm hmm. I agree. Anything else to talk about with Gigi and Alex? No, I touched on a little bit about how, yeah, there's some things that she does that I cringe at, but it's it's so relatable. Agree. I did note down that I loved her monologue, whatever you want to call it. Mm. when he turns her down at, at, after the party about how she's like, yeah, I might get hurt and I might make a fool of myself, but this is how you find love. Like, I love that she acknowledged it and she vocalized it. Like, I 
I love that. Yeah. That shows a, a lot of self-awareness, which mm-hmm. we don't know if she knows that about herself. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, let's move on to Janine and Ben. So okay. this is Jennifer Connelly as Janine, Bradley Cooper as Ben, and let's throw in Scarlett Johansson as Anna. <laughs> this this little trio of people here. Yeah. Let's start with, do you think Jennifer Connelly and Bradley Cooper have chemistry as a married couple? I don't think so. I think that they love each other on a level. But to your point, whenever you, you give someone an ultimatum, it's doesn't usually end out the greatest. Mm-hmm. Also, like you said, also generalizing. But yeah, I don't I don't think that they had chemistry. I will say, I don't think Bradley Cooper and Scarlett Johansson had chemistry. I think mm. he was thinking with his dick and she was just, I don't know, playing with fire and like knew it and wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there was a lot of chemistry going on. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they played it like a married couple who's who doesn't have a lot of, not even physical intimacy, but just yeah. like emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole, I mean, as you mentioned, Ben is the worst. He is the <laughs> worst. And this is where I think I wanted to talk about my take on Anna, Scarlett Johansson's character. Yes, yes. So you say that you feel bad for her. She's confused. And that's definitely an interesting take. That is not my first assessment of Anna. Yeah. The scene that really confuses me, let's talk it out because I'm happy to be wrong. She's so mad at Ben when he stuffs her in the closet, when Janine comes over and tries to like spark the fire, reignite the fire. Mm -hmm. And he and his wife end up sleeping together. Mm -hmm. Janine leaves. Anna comes out of the closet. She storms out. She's like, don't you, you know, you'll never touch me again. She's so mad. Yeah. I think I'm just really confused about why she's so mad. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I understand like, yes, total dick move to shove a girl in a closet. Very disrespectful. However, she knows that he's still married. I know. Were there conversations of him leaving his wife for her? Right. I mean, we don't see that. I don't think so. Yeah. Right. There's no expectation that Anna and Ben are going to be a thing. So for me, I don't feel like Anna gets to be that pissed in that moment. Mm, I definitely see where you're coming from. I agree. Like, there didn't seem like there was an expectation set that Bradley was going to leave Jennifer for Scarlet. Like, mm-hmm. that did not seem the case at all. But I agree. Like, it was, it's got to be from, like, him shoving her into a closet. But I have to think it's also the fact that it's, I think it might be, like, self-inflicted that Scarlet felt, maybe, or thought that Bradley would have left his wife. But mm-hmm. also... That they straight up, like, had sex on the other side of the door, whereas Bradley could, like, it would have been awkward, but, like, could have said no multiple stops along the way. Mm. Like, uh, that's why I say I think there's, like, some element of love, because I do think that, like, I think you could see sincerity in Jennifer, obviously, when she was like, don't you want to save our marriage? And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying here. Like, she totally is, and I freaking love her. But, Mm -hmm. like, that was pretty shitty of Bradley to do that, knowing that Scarlett Johansson was, like, on the other side of that door. That's... yeah. That must have been insane. Like, I honestly can't believe that she just stayed in there. Yeah, <laughs> she could've, she seriously. She could have come out at any time. Yeah. So I can I can kind of see where she's, she could be angry, but agreed. Like, the whole situation just sucks. Yeah. And, like, that being the moment she decides, like, I don't want to see you again. True. Right. Like, that's what it took? Mm-hmm. That's what it took. Yeah, exactly. I just, um, yeah, I... I When you said that you feel sorry or bad for her, that she may be confused, Scarlett Johansson's character, Mm -hmm. I can see that too. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit younger and I don't know. She has, she can get any guy, but she wants to go for this married guy. And then, you know, side note, Kevin Connolly as Connor, Mm -hmm. you know, she's just kind of stringing him along. Yep. She doesn't know what she wants, I guess. She doesn't. She doesn't. She thinks that she wants Bradley Cooper, and then that whole thing happens. She comes running back to Connor, but then when Connor's, like, earnestly Mm -hmm. asking her for a future, she backs out. Like, she just doesn't know what she wants. Obviously, she wants the comfort of, like, someone, and I definitely know the type, but she's the type that, like, she knows that Connor can offer her instant comfort in terms of, like, showering her with these compliments Mm -hmm. and gifts and whatever but that's not what she wants long term so i think she's got some figuring out to do yeah 
side note, uh, I think the other conflict in Jennifer Connelly and Bradley Cooper's marriage is this home renovation thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring it up because at the time I was just like, it's a home renovation, whatever. Yeah. It's like not that big a deal. But then the older you get, like, you know, on a personal level, you know that I recently bought a home. Mm-hmm. And while I didn't go through home renovations, I can kind of understand why it's so stressful and why it's like, it's just energy sucking. You have to make so many decisions. Oh, I bet. You're living in a state of chaos. Yep. Yep. You know, it's just... Strangers in your home. Yep. Strangers in your home, like nothing, you just can't really prop your feet up at the end of the day and be comfortable. Yeah, I see that. That was kind of where I was coming from watching it recently. I was like... Now that I'm a homeowner and understanding what goes into like building a home together with a partner, it's it's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. props to the people who can do that and remain like in a healthy, happy marriage. True. That's true. Anything else here? Or shall we move on? I also will say that I did. I love Jennifer Connelly. I love her character also. And like I said, I, I loved her ending. Mm-hmm. But I also did really like how when... Bradley Cooper admitted that he slept with someone else, that she wasn't immediate, and he was expecting to be, like, thrown out of the house, but she's like, don't you want to talk about this and work this through? Like, this isn't, like, she just seems so logical and reasonable when maybe she shouldn't, but I just, I really like her character. Mm. That's a really good point. I think she, is it fair to say she might be, like, the most complex character in this I think she is. No, that's a really good adjective. She is really complex. There's that one scene where she's at work with Jennifer Goodwin's character and she's like, she's saying like, she's also to blame. Like, you know, I used to be fun. We're not intimate anymore. Yeah. And Gigi's like, this is like not your fault. (laughs) But she also like, she's able to realize like, oh, I haven't been maybe the partner that he needs also. Yeah. Not to give him an out to cheat. But a relationship takes both to, like, work things through. Yeah. Yeah, that scene at Home Depot is really... You see her react, and Mm -hmm. I think he clearly, like, he wants out. Like, he just... He's doing everything to, like, sabotage his relationship, but he still can't leave her. True. It's so weird. He just can't do it. He he doesn't even really want to be married. That's a good way of putting it. He was definitely sabotaging it. Yeah, he's, like, lying to her about smoking, Mm -hmm. um, you know, cheating on her, and just being an overall not a good man a good husband mm-hmm. i i do you're right she's maybe the unsung uh hero character for me yeah, as well i love her okay let's move on to jennifer aniston as beth mm-hmm. and ben affleck as neil mm-hmm. do you think that these two have chemistry i do and i also love jennifer aniston and i love her character mm-hmm. I love lots of the well no those two are definitely my favorite female characters and mm. actresses Yeah, I think that they had chemistry and they, like, just loved each other so deeply and thoroughly and unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did really like their relationship. Is it realistic? I don't know about that, but I like their relationship. Yeah. I I think my only thing here is that I wish we saw them more. Mm. It's one of my trivia points that Jennifer Aniston only gets 20 minutes of screen time. Huh. It feels like she's in it more. Yeah. But what I'm realizing is, like, yeah, a lot of the scenes are her and her family without Neil, without Ben Affleck. Um, for me, one of the best parts of it was uh, after his sister gets married, her dad mm-hmm. has a heart attack mm-hmm. and Beth sees all of her other brother-in-law, mm-hmm. brothers-in-law, just like being complete duds, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And that's when she realizes that like, yeah, Neil is great. He is everything that she needs in a partner and she doesn't need to get married. Yep. So for me, I actually don't love that these two get married at the end. Okay. I kind of wish that they stayed unmarried. Okay, go on. Because <laughs> I, I had a like... similar thought. I had a similar thought. So I think Neil was like willing to end this relationship with Beth after saying like, you know, I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe in marriage. And she comes around and was like, okay, I, I see that you don't believe in marriage. I, I'm okay with that. I just want to know that you are committed to me. And he's able to do that for her. Yeah. And I felt like it was kind of cheap for him to then finally be like, will you marry me? I agree. Was it like a test or something? Like that didn't really sit well with me at the end. There was this opportunity to show another type of couple who don't need to be married to prove their happiness. Mm, That's a good one. Ultimately, they decided that being married was 
more important than not being married. And to me, it was kind of like a label thing for him. Because hmm. she, she was very clear she wants to get married. But then she ultimately came around and was like, I, I don't care. Like, it's not that important. We don't need to be legally married. I know you love me and I love you. Right. But if they had to get married, I guess I'm, I like that they got married on his boat. It was just like the close family. It was a small affair. Like, it wouldn't have made sense if it was like this big blown out wedding. Right, right. What are your thoughts? I agree. It's, I don't know if it was like a test per se, because I think they were both like she had come to that acceptance on her own. And then I think it was just getting her that fairy tale ending that might have been a little unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I had same thoughts. I don't mind it per se, but I liked what you said about it had the opportunity to show another type of couple with a mm. different kind of label. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, you know, it's fine. I get it. It was a nice ending. It was a nice ending. <laughs> I'm happy that that was their ending, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the last one I have here is Drew Barrymore, which I guess I haven't even really mentioned. Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. as Mary and Kevin Connolly as Connor. Mm-hmm. I know we don't see them together until the end. So maybe this question is tough to ask, but do you think that they have chemistry? Uh, yeah, like you said, I, I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I could say if they had or, or yeah, they will have or will not have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is the one that kind of just happens at the end, so we don't really get to mm-hmm. make assessments about it. But I have I have some thoughts here about okay. these two. And I'm throwing Anna in, Anna Scarlett Johansson's character, because I feel like she's kind of the connecting piece to these two. Uh-huh. But let's talk about Mary first. Drew Barrymore as a friend to Scarlett Johansson. I think Mary is like the worst friend possible. <laughs> I know what you were saying. As someone who's happily married, I'm, like, sitting here watching her give advice to her friend, Mm -hmm. Anna, to, like, pursue this married man. Yep. And to encourage her behavior and, like, potentially homewrecking that and just breaking them up. Yeah. Drew Barrymore, while they're getting a pedicure, she says to her, I think it's in the pedicure scene, what if you meet the love of your life, but you Mm -hmm. already married somebody else? Are you supposed to let them pass you by? (laughs) I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, married. <laughs> you said vows. And maybe, you know, I'm very biased. I am a married person. But no, this is like terrible advice to give someone. That's so funny. <laughs> I No, I totally agree. She, And it's not like, I guess that was a pretty outright piece of advice. But I feel like everything else she was saying, it was like just egging her on. Just mm-hmm. like, well, I have this story of this friend and look how happy they are. Well, there's this. Like, you never know. Like, it would <sighs> yeah. never hurt. And I was thinking about, yeah, she's a horrible friend, but also I was thinking about how, because Jennifer Connelly and Jennifer Goodwin kind of do the same too. They just kind of like mm. validate each other. I wouldn't say egg each other on per se. Validate, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because like Jennifer Connelly kind of keeps... Gigi Jennifer Goodwin, like, kind of grounded. But I've definitely done that with my girlfriends. Like, you kind of, mm-hmm. like, you validate or you look for validation with your friends and you kind of just, like, you get these ideas from them. Mm-hmm. Now that you said that, it's, I've definitely, you know who's giving good advice or bad advice. Like, you just can feel it, you know? But mm-hmm. it's what, like, I feel like many women do. They'll yeah. talk each other into things. I think there's a lot of nuance and context that needs to be considered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I definitely am guilty of being that person who encourages somebody else, but not to the point where I think that they're going to break up someone's marriage. That's an extreme. Yes. That's an extreme. If you, you have a shy friend who's afraid to like approach a guy, be like, yeah, do it. Like there's a moment in time and place for encouragement and positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. But I also like, I can understand Drew Barrymore's character being like, kind of like the devil's advocate. It's like, well, you know, I know so-and-so who met so-and-so and and, like they got married. Like it can happen. I can see that happening from me, but not in this specific context of a woman pursuing a married man. Agreed, agreed. This is like total opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I know that I got that off my chest about <laughs> Mary. <laughs> yeah, I think Mary is like, a. I think Drew Barrymore. Oh, side note. She's actually a producer on this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I don't think she had, her role is very big in this movie. And I think maybe that was okay with her as a producer. She just wanted to be I a see. part of it. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of meat to this character. Do you think there's any weirdness between Mary, between Drew Barrymore and Scarlett Johansson's character now that Drew Barrymore starts dating Connor? I didn't think about that, but I don't think so. 
just because Scarlett Johansson was so nonchalant about her quote-unquote relationship with Connor. Yeah. Connor might feel maybe a little odd about it, but then I feel Mm -hmm. like Drew Barrymore is so... She just seems like a... Other than giving Scarlett Johansson, like, horrible advice, she seems like a genuine person. Like, Mm -hmm. she's friendly and, like, earnest and, like... I don't know. There wasn't anything that I hated about her. So I feel like she would be open to seeing where it went with Connor. So, yeah, I don't know. To answer your question, I don't think there's... Nothing screams to me. No, it's... That would cause Mm. them not to be together. Got it. I don't think I really thought about this until I rewatched this. You kind of forget who's connected to who. Right. So that's the only reason I I kind of realized that this this rewatch. And then let's talk about Connor really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um... That scene where Scarlett Johansson dumps him at the house that he wanted to buy for them and then live together. Oh my gosh. Poor dude. I, I He is like way too okay with that <laughs> and like wants to go back to being friends. Like, I know. That's not, I, I mean, maybe he just kind of knew all along that she wasn't that into him. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, maybe kind of, he's also someone needs to like, he needs to figure out his identity and his what he wants and needs mm-hmm. in life also I, he's yeah he, i feel like he's just like a little puppy dog following her yeah. around he needs to stand up for himself yeah agree i was like that's a huge thing that you just ask someone and then she just says no oh, and no. you're like let's stay friends <laughs> like what <sighs> yeah he, he's just he just screams like puppy dog to me okay so let's recap here we have one two three four we have four at least from our conversation, four main couples. Mm-hmm. is It's obvious. It's obvious that the Jennifer Connelly, Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson, they're the worst. Uh, yeah. Maybe this question is kind of not fair because there's clearly like an A-list category here. I was going to say, yeah. And what are you... Okay, so what are we ranking on? On chemistry? On like relationship and like the the substance of it? Or something else you know like what's the yeah it's a good question i was just thinking generally but it's kind of hard to rank them generally kind of is because there's so many facets to them yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean i think i know who my favorite is okay tell me and i'll have to think out loud as to why sure but my favorite character or couple relationship jennifer aniston ben affleck Mm. i think it's because i just really like jennifer aniston's character she just seems so she knows what she wants and i also love like both you and me are really close to our families and i love that she's the like seemingly only level-headed one out of her and her sisters Mm -hmm. and she takes care of her dad like she's there and she's feeding him she's just taking care of him and take like taking care of the whole family while like we talked about the her brothers-in-law are just watching a game and being so selfish Mm -hmm. she's just so kind and genuine and i love that and i Mm. and like oh that gets me just to see him without being asked in the kitchen like yeah oh my gosh what more do you need i mean i forgot to tell you i actually cried in that scene oh absolutely (laughs) yes i think it's evolved i think this movie has meant something different to me as i've gotten older because Mm -hmm. when you mention as you describe this relationship between the two of these people these two people, I think, are the ones who are already in love. Like, yeah. they're in love and they remain in love. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of change in terms of their love for each other other than this label of marriage. Mm-hmm. When he shows up washing dishes, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, he really, like, knows how to be there for her and yep. he sees her. Yep. And it was just like the most touching thing that could like that. I understand that feeling. So touching, so sweet, so thoughtful. You said it exactly. Like he knows her, he knows what Mm -hmm. she needs. He knows what place she has in her family. And he's just there and loves her so thoroughly and just like wants to, I wrote the other quote that I really like uh, that he said, Mm -hmm. I think it might've been on the boat where he's like, I want to make you happy. I need to make you happy in order to have a shot at being happy. Mm. Love that pulls at my heartstrings is that realistic <laughs> it's very romantic <laughs> so romantic so over the top but i fucking love it <laughs> you've you've changed my mind okay i this this couple for me like did, wasn't my top relationship but i think you've made a case for it okay who was your top 
I was going to say Jennifer Goodwin and Justin Long's character. Just okay. because, like, we see so much of them and, like, we're more invested in that relationship. Or at least yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are the ones we kind of see it ebb and flow a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I think now as, like, someone who's been married... I I do identify more with, like, the Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck, just because, Mm -hmm. like, it's those small moments. You know, we we talk about, um, you're familiar with, like, the five love languages, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And him showing up, doing the dishes, buying groceries, like, Mm -hmm. that is, like, the ultimate sign of love at a certain point in a stage in life. You just, like, don't want to think anymore. You're just overwhelmed. You just need someone to just help you. Yeah. And make your life easier. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is, like, the most romantic thing. Yeah. It's great. Do we want to dissect? Do we want to have a face-off between them <laughs> and Jennifer Goodwin, Justin Long? We have to decide. Um, It's tough because I do find both Gigi and Alex's characters to be quite lovable. Agreed. And relatable because... You know, we're just watching them go through the does he, doesn't he mm-hmm. kind of back and forth. Like, that just brought me back to a, a period of my life where that was what I was most consumed with. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like the, the stories that we shared about our male relation, our, our male friendships. Like, that was, <laughs> that's really, that's a thing, too. Like, that's a very important part of my relationships with, with my, my own personal male friends. Yeah. But no, I'm willing. I'm willing to concede. I'm willing to give it to uh, <laughs> to Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck. I mean, I'm not putting up a fight for Gigi and Alex. Okay. I feel like, in addition to you being married, so like ha- being in the same stage of life, I feel like we also just are like similar people. Where we're like caretakers, and we are caretakers mm. for our family. Like we are there for our parents. We're there mm. for our siblings. Like feel like we relate more with her than mm-hmm. Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good way to put it. I do feel like that in uh, my role with my family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You mentioned that you have a few favorite scenes. Please, this is this is the time. You know, I have my list. I have um, more quotes, more quotes Mm -hmm. than scenes. I love when I think you said this in the beginning, but I love when Alex is like, "Dude, if a guy's treating you like shit, he genuinely doesn't give a shit." Because yeah, we're all like. (laughs) And then I guess I'll jump to um, to Gigi. It wasn't in the same scene, but she's like, so what, I'm supposed to run away from every guy who doesn't like me? There's not going to be anyone left. Yes. <laughs> I'm freaking love both of those lines because they're both so real and so, like, they're just, like, you don't think about it sometimes, but it's like, well, duh, yeah, if a guy treats you poorly, then, like, maybe you shouldn't be with him. Like, right, right. From an outsider's perspective, such a duh Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, she knows she's being mistreated. You know, there's one right. thing where you, right. like, don't know you're being mistreated, so you True. stay with this person. But True. she genuinely, like, can see that she's not being treated well. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. I loved Beth, Jennifer Aniston. I, this might have been when they were breaking up or they were talking about it. And she's like, I call BS on those guys who don't believe in marriage, say they don't believe in marriage, and then you find them six months later married to a 24-year-old. Love mm-hmm. that because she's just so, like... Mm-mm, I'm calling it like I've seen these guys and there definitely mm-hmm. are guys like that. And it's so accurate. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not just an age thing, it's definitely guys who just don't, I feel like if you ask them, they'll just be like, well, I just haven't found the one. Like, mm-hmm. eh, eh, yeah, I totally see yeah. where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that quote. I loved one of the, the scenes that it cut to with the like real conversations <laughs> About yes. how those two girls were like, how you can tell, like, you don't realize that they're breaking up with you. <laughs> yes. And I love that one line where she's like, I love it when the guys are like, I'm so jealous of the guy who gets to marry you. I was like, that could have been you. That's what I was leaning towards. <laughs> That's what I was leaning towards. <laughs> I love that last part. So hilarious. Oh, that's funny. I, I remember laughing out loud. That mm-hmm. was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, same thing, like, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, yeah, if you're showing interest, then you would think that, like, you're headed in the same direction, but no. What kind of a line is, I'm so jealous of the guy who gets to marry you, you know? But it's the, it, there's so many variations of that same line, same concept. The That's what I'm leaning towards, just kind of, that just, like, so really, fun. just really get that, that joke in. It was great. She's so sassy, I love it. Yes. So funny. Um, I did love that Mary, I loved her online dating and stories and struggles. Oh, yeah. 
like that guy who was singing to her and then immediately followed up with the wrong voicemail. So yep. funny. But I did love that she was like, yeah, we don't, people don't meet organically anymore. And she's talking mm. about having all these different email and phone number and online social media accounts. And it's crazy because mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to that and relate to like her desire to like go back to the good old days where it's just mm. simple, you know, like, yeah, met somebody organically left a, a, a voicemail or called somebody on one line and then that was it yeah i actually copy pasted that whole monologue as well because mm. you know i mentioned this movie's 13 years old when social media wasn't a thing yeah and i just imagine like if mary was in 2020 looking for love yeah i think she'd still be overwhelmed or even more so you know Probably. like people don't really I mean, I don't know. Do people talk on the phone before they go on a real live date these days? I think some do. I think some but do. there's just so many different apps and websites to be on that Mary would be on all of them. Yeah, Mary would. <laughs> Mary would. It's just that line I, I have here, this one line. And now you just have to go around checking all these different portals mm-hmm. just to get rejected by seven yeah. different technologies. It's exhausting. Mary, I, that's, oh that's tough. But now I, I think that that still rings true now. Like, there's definitely more than seven different online dating apps that you could totally. be rejected from. And you bring up a good point. In, what, 13 years ago? Like, yeah, were there even online dating services? I, I have no idea. Maybe. There was, like, probably, like, eHarmony or That's Match. what I'm thinking. Yeah. I feel like her struggles are, like, still very relevant. Today. So relevant. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were on those apps like 13 years ago, they weren't apps, you know, they were websites. If you yeah. were on the websites 13 right. years ago, I had a colleague who was maybe like 25 and she told me she was on the websites. I was like, but why? Like, we live in New York City and yeah. I'm sure there's so many men out in the city who'd want to date you, but she was on the websites. I didn't get it because I was like, we're so young, though. Yeah, that... But now it's like yeah. not even like a thing. Like, of course, you're 25 and you're on an app. Like, it's just it's just kind of how it goes, right? On an app, yes. I do think that the websites are like just more serious. Mm. Yeah, I think I've heard that. And I also have friends that have met their significant others on websites. Even mm-hmm. I don't know if they met them when they were like as young as 25. But I think that's like, I feel like that's the, the stereotype. Yeah, I'm glad that things have changed, though. Have they, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've changed a little bit. I'm sure. I can't speak to it, but hopefully things have changed for the better. (laughs) I hope so too. Um, Any other moments for you? Uh, No. And then the other ones are quotes that we'd already talked about. Yeah. I think my favorite scene were just the little clips of the. My gosh. So funny. Of the people just talking to the camera. Yeah. The guy, the guy talking to the camera. He was like, this is my very non-scientific. Oh, yeah. (laughs) method in telling when a girl doesn't like you and he like rattles off this crazy list so and then starts naming them by name (laughs) so funny i love that they were so specific it's like what are they like if she gets takeout on the first three dates or something like or it doesn't take out like take the leftovers leftovers yep leftovers or let's one rip it's like these are very specific (laughs) (laughs) so funny i loved those moments those are my favorites those are good so wtf moments I don't have a long list here. And I think if I, you know, I already addressed a lot of them through my questions Mm -hmm. already with you. I did want to point out one thing that I found on Wikipedia, which I did not catch at all in this movie. Okay. Is that apparently in the summary, Wikipedia states that Gigi and Janine are sisters. Oh. Like, did I miss this? I totally missed that. But I guess I see that they're like, they are very close friends, but I I totally miss that. I totally miss that. And it does make, like, looking back now, just, like, retroactively thinking about it, it makes sense. Yeah. I can see it. They're sisters who work together. That would I, that's be... exactly where I was just going. Next. Like, that <laughs> seems a little too... That seems strange. I hmm. would not want that with a sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's the only WTF moment. Not even, like, something that I caught from the movie, but... um. In my research of the movie is what I read it. Yeah, that's an interesting one. The only WTF moment that I wrote down, which we already talked about, but I literally just wrote, Neil doesn't exist. <laughs> so I, that's why you love this storyline. Because you just like, Neil is like the dream guy. You know me and how I like escapism and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> romantic, uh, just fairy tales. 
But yeah, it's uh, he's over the top. I just want to say there's this one scene with Neil that is very random, but I found to be very true, is the scene where Beth is breaking up with him in their condo and he's hanging up a piece of art. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm hanging up this art. You asked me to do this two weeks ago. Right. I'm crossing it off the list. And if anyone wants a sneak peek into my marriage with Frank, like that's literally (laughs) how things go too. Anything that needs to be done, like in a housekeeping kind of way, has to be put down on a list. Mm -hmm. And then the list gets attacked very slowly Mm -hmm. on his on his schedule. schedule yeah i'm like you know i'm kind of someone who has a lot of thoughts all at once i'm like can you do this can you do that this also needs to get done and he's like michelle just put it in a list that's so funny if it's not on a list it's not gonna get done so you better believe i have tons of lists so you like actually write it down for him i yeah we share notes <laughs> on like the notes app where it literally says oh housekeeping God. to do so funny. like change light bulbs or mm-hmm. like uh, he has certain house chores and I have certain house chores but so I don't nag him it's all on a list that is so funny. but I yeah just a very innocuous moment in the movie where I was like oh my gosh I see that me and you're like yep I definitely know that I know where she's coming from because there are definitely some things where somebody will do out mm-hmm. of like perfectly good intentions it'll just like set me off or it'll just mm. remind me of something and I'm like that's it I'm done like I've definitely been there really yeah. I feel like I want to ask you more but I can't think of an example, but I feel like that's, it's like, I feel like it's usually when I'm, I've like bottled it up Hmm. for various reasons, but then it's just like that one, one time that'll just push me over the edge. Yep. We all have those moments where you're just like, something snaps and it's just like, yep. Unfortunate. I feel sorry for (laughs) the other person. (laughs) We've talked a lot about the ending, but do you have anything else to add here? No, other than, yeah, like I said, I liked the ending, even though, because I feel like I'm such a hypocrite when I say that, but I'm still sticking to the rating at five out of a ten. Mm-hmm. Do you wish Drew Barrymore and Kevin Connolly's character were like, we're not in this movie? Like, do you wish the stories were less people and more in-depth? Do you think that that would have changed your score or your interest in this movie? No, I don't. I don't think so. I liked Connor's character because it gave Scarlett Johansson that, like, complex that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's like this genre that is all of these different, and maybe it's, you know, it's like purposefully done that way. They just bombarded it with all these people and timelines and relationships, so you don't have to go into each one in depth. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think it would have, it wouldn't have changed my rating. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think that's how I'm, I'm landing at this movie. Like, it's just like too cute. Uh, again, I, I mentioned Neil and Beth getting married. Didn't really want that for them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the literal ending of the movie, I think they all end with, like, little video clips of each couple, like, talking into the camera. Yeah. Right? And they're like, we really like each other or something. And I was like, this is too cute. But that one whatever. was too much. That was too much. It's it's fine. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Your thoughts on if any of these characters stay together? I feel like Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck stay together just because of their whole history, their relationship, and like mm-hmm. like we talked about, they just truly love each other and are comfortable with each other and been together for seven years without putting a label on it. I don't think anything will change. Not sure about Drew Barrymore and Kevin Connolly just because, like we said, we don't know too much about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also not sure about Jennifer Goodwin and Justin Long. Mm. Not sure. Interesting. I think that they'll date happily for a while, but who knows that they're each other's like forever person. I like that. I like that. Yep. And then do you think uh, Bradley Cooper stays single? Yeah. I think men like that always, they don't change. That sounds like, I, I sound like such a, <laughs> a jaded old woman. You sound so woman. jaded. I know. A jaded old woman. <laughs> I do. Uh, but yeah, I just don't think you'll, no, oh, yeah, I don't think you'll ever change. Yeah, agree. Totally agree. And who knows where Anna, Scarlett Johansson's character, will end up. But she's got to figure out what she wants. Exactly. She's got, and like you said, she's young. She'll figure it out. Yeah, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the cast of this movie is like super, super A-list. I think this movie has longevity. I agree. But why? We were like rating this movie like very mediocre. Yeah. But your thoughts on like why this movie has this staying power? I think it has longevity in terms of what we talked about. Like in terms of it just being a star-studded funny film that's entertaining like i don't think people are gonna i can't see anyone who's 
Maybe somebody is, but I can't see anyone who's like <laughs> obsessed with this movie and has mm. to watch it every X times a year or something like that. Mm. Like, you know, other, other movies that we have associations with and that we have like these relationships with. Right. But I think it has longevity in terms of the concepts, the themes that we've talked about, mm-hmm. the struggles that we've talked about and we've like experienced ourselves too. I think that has longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no matter where you are in any kind of relationship, in terms of like what phase or step you are in a relationship, this this movie does kind of give you some relatability to any moment in time. Mm-hmm. The star-studded cast, like it's kind of crazy how still A-list this cast is. Maybe minus Kevin Connolly. Yeah, I have no idea where else he's from. He's from Entourage. Ah, okay. that's I how I know him. That. Entourage. Gotcha. Justin Long, I don't think he's done, like, yeah. big blockbuster movies in a long time. And Jennifer Goodwin's more of a TV person, I think. Mm-hmm. But I I do like both Justin Long and Jennifer Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this just shows you what a teeny bopper I am. Have you seen the <laughs> newest Herbie with Lindsay Lohan and Justin Long? I confess, I have never seen it. You've never seen it? You gotta watch I've it. I've never seen Herbie. I love the movie. Okay. <laughs> Have the DVD if you want to watch. Of course it. you do. Watch together or I can borrow it for you. Um, I love his character in there because he's just such like a, he's, it's like the complete opposite of his character here because he's just like goofy, young boy. Is he the love interest? He's the love interest. Get out of here. He plays he's opposite so Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, he does. Oh my gosh. So Justin Long to me is this movie, the Apple, compar- um, the Mac commercials from like i don't know 10 years ago or something wait i don't remember that yeah he's literally like the Ma- the apple guy the mac guy i forget what he was called is that how he started very possible huh yeah i'll, I'll send you some youtube links Please. with the commercials yeah and then he's in a diehard movie he's in a diehard what? movie i forget the i forget the name of it it's it's the fourth diehard oh man i don't i, don't I think it's live I'm free s- or diehard okay okay yeah, what an so, odd Those guy. are my contexts of Justin Long. So, they seem so all random. over the place. Mm-hmm. Yep. All over the place, yeah. Do you think this movie's aged well? Minus the uh the lack of diversity as we've talked about. Minus already? that. I think it has aged well. Like we talked about, the themes are all relatable. Mm-hmm. Something for people in like different phases of their lives. Yeah. I think so. I feel like there hasn't been a movie done like this in 2022. Like, there hasn't been an ensemble movie in a really long time with, like, A-list stars. Granted, True. the rom-com genre is not as big or as strong as it used to be. Yeah. But, you know, this is a question that I generally put in our outline is, if this movie to be made today, you know, what would be done differently? And I, I kind of sat with this question. I was like, I could see this movie actually being done not literally he's just not that into you, but like the the premise of this, you know, ensemble. And I was just like, there's, there would be so many different types of different love stories, I think, depicted in a modern telling. Yeah, I agree. I kind of like that thinking because, yeah, I agree. The themes, the, the concept of he's just not that into you could totally be redone today. But to your mm-hmm. point, it would be done with completely different cast and the different relationships would also mm-hmm. be very diverse. Yeah, diverse, like, even, like, there'd be queer couples Mm -hmm. and, you know, interracial relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it needs to be remade or redone, like, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was just some food for thought. Yeah, could be. All right, I have some trivia. Not a lot, actually, but Mm -hmm. some. Okay. I mentioned Jennifer Aniston only gets 20 minutes of screen time. Uh Uh-huh. Jennifer Connelly gets 25 minutes of screen time. Okay. And I'm actually just realizing it's Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Connelly, and Jennifer Goodwin. Three Jennifers. Oh, I didn't even realize that until now, too. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) Scarlett Johansson and Bradley Cooper are both in the Marvel movies. Love. She's Black Widow, and he's the voice of Rocket. The minister at Jennifer Aniston's sister's wedding is the author of the book that this movie is based on. Oh, okay. The movie was filmed on location in Baltimore for exterior shots, and then everything filmed interior was in L.A. Okay. Scarlett Johansson is seen singing in her last scene in the film, uh, but we don't actually hear it. I looked it up. It's on the Spotify... Really? ...album of this movie. I listened to it... uh, just like lukewarm. I only listened to it once. It wasn't uh-huh. a banger for me. <laughs> so, it wasn't a banger. I mean, you know, of course she can sing. Like she's all these people are just like crazy talented. But <laughs> of course, of course, uh, I do wonder though why that was a choice to not hear her sing. Hmm. Yeah, 
Um, and shout out, Busy Phillips is in this movie. I know. Uh, I love her. She, she's the hostess at the bar that Alex, I guess, manages. Yeah. Um, but she's actually the wife of one of the writers of the movie, Mark Silverstein. Oh, like to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. That's cool. Side note, I just saw a trailer for the new season of Girls 5 Eva, which is a show on Peacock mm-hmm. um, that Busy Phillips is in. If you haven't watched that show, it's really, really funny. I was going to ask, is, you've seen it, it's good? Yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's on Peacock. I don't know who has Peacock. There's too many platforms. Too many. But speaking of spouses and speaking of Marvel, mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly's husband is yes. Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, who I love love like every all marvel things but i also love him and his character too so i actually think i'm gonna look this up right now jennifer connelly i think she's a voice in spider-man she Hmm. okay so in spider-man homecoming she plays the suit lady like spider-man's talking to her okay through his suit but yeah she's also Hmm. in a marvel movie i guess okay look at all of them but I love that those two have been married forever. Yeah, it's a sweet story. And I it's just really love, sweet. I love both of them. Very good actors. Mm-hmm. I love that they, like, have made it through Hollywood all these yeah. years. I know. And, like, knock on wood, I don't, I feel like I haven't seen anything crazy come out of them. Like, either mm-hmm. of them. They're just, like, amazing Normal actors. People. Normal people raising a family while <laughs> yeah, being at, like, just... the top of their game. Just living life, yeah. Just living life. I think I saw her once in the city. I think she lives in the city. Mm. Yeah, it was years ago. Hmm. She's kind of hard to miss because of her beautiful hair, like long, She's... dark hair. Her eye, like her features are so stunning. I'm yeah. obsessed with her. She's beautiful. Um, But we can wrap it up. Any last thoughts or last takes before we sign off? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Same. I think, like, as we stated at the beginning, like, this movie is just kind of, like, fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And I think, like, the older I've gotten and, like, the different stages of life that I've gone through, this movie means different things. Like, it doesn't mean as much. Yeah. And, like, clearly, you know, after this conversation with you, I clearly really like Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck's uh, Mm storyline a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah. So if you're, like, just newly dating, maybe this movie is kind of for you. Could be. We'll yeah. have to check in in a couple of years and see if we still <laughs> if we still feel the same way. Thank you so much, Val, for talking to me about love and life. I love doing this, so thank you for having me back. <laughs> thank you to all tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly. Please follow us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate? He's just not that into you on a scale from one to ten. We'll chat with you again next week. Bye.